Hi, this is Jim Willie from the Hat Trick Letter, found on www.goldenjackass.com, and you are listening to Run to Gold. Welcome back to the RunToGold.com podcast. This is episode 78, and I have a special guest with us, uh, Bill Rounds. He's a California attorney and co-authors HowToVanish.com with me. Welcome, Bill. Hi, Trace. How are you? Great. Now, we have uh, a nice special treat for you listeners. We're going to be doing a four-part series. They're going to come out uh, once each week, so uh, I think you'll enjoy it quite a bit. The topic is going to be something that's been in the news quite a bit recently, and that's tax domicile. You see, with the municipal bonds, you've got both local and state bonds uh, that are the yields are coming under a lot of fire, and various municipalities, they've issued bonds to finance roads or build schools to do all types of really kind of stupid things. They've also engaged in a lot of derivatives to uh, insure these debt instruments that they've done and they and for the most part they're starting to have a lot of problem in this new economic environment that we find ourselves in. Their tax rates are their tax rates are increasing but the amount of revenue they're generating is decreasing. They're having to raise property taxes and fees and all types of things. And so all of this has led to what Meredith Whitney and she's the she was she called uh on some of the big banks, you know, back when the mortgage-backed security crisis broke, she kind of broke this thing. She said, you know, you're going to have to get more uh, tax flexibility in your structure, uh, talking about the corporations. And what she means by this is the the local municipalities that are uh, going to try and raise their taxes, well, the people that generate the wealth or the corporations that generate the wealth that have tax flexibility, they're going to move to some other jurisdiction where the tax rate isn't as high. And that's a lot easier to do on a local level, like moving from, uh, say, Miami-Dade County to uh, Tallahassee uh, County. Or another easy way would be to move from, say, New Jersey to Florida. And New Jersey's just raised an 11% uh, state income tax. Florida doesn't have a state income tax. So if you have state flexibility, then if you have tax flexibility, then you can do these things. And Meredith Whitney says that this is going to pose a big, uh, kind of a big issue for the solvency of, of these bonds. And so the state bonds are going to be a little bit more uh, have a little bit more safety than the municipal bonds because it's a lot harder to move from, say, California to Nevada than it is to move within counties in California. So, you know, seeing where the, the, the puck's going to be, well, what can we do to increase our tax flexibility, to increase our, our ability to react to this situation? And that's what I brought uh, Bill on for. So Bill, can you explain a little bit about what this this topic of tax domicile is? Right, well it's something <clears throat> right, well it's something that I've uh, seen in my law practice and I do for my clients on a regular basis. They'll come to me and they'll ask me for some legal ways and legal things that they can do to reduce their tax liabilities, to reduce the taxes that they owe. And 
lately, uh, I can point them to the news and give them an example of, of ways to do this legally. Um, for example, LeBron James just uh, went to play basketball in Miami instead of Ohio, where, he's been, uh, where he grew up uh, and has been playing for a long time. Uh, now, a lot of people, and I myself included, think that a big part of his move was for tax reasons. Um, Ohio charges about, I think it's a 6% income tax. Um, Florida, like you said, has no state income tax. And there were several other um, teams that were courting LeBron James, but all of them pretty much were in states with relatively high state income tax. Uh, New York, California, a lot of other uh, states with teams uh, wanted LeBron to play there. Uh, but just by going to play in Florida, uh, he's going to be able to save millions of dollars a year in taxes. And he's not the only one that's done that. Uh, Tiger Woods, he changed his tax domicile early on in his career, and he saved probably $100 million in state income taxes just by doing that one thing. Um, and we see that with other individuals and, and corporations even, uh, both large and small are doing things to change their tax domicile, change the place that is considered their tax home, which is where they pay most of their state income taxes. Yeah, so uh, I remember reading an article about U2, and uh, U2 had moved their tax domicile from Ireland to Holland, which saved all types of money. And how quickly, uh, in the article it said, well, they could move back to Ireland. How long would it take? About 15 minutes. So <laughs> when we're talking about moving our tax domicile, we have to distinguish between how that affects an individual and how that affects a corporation. So can you uh, talk a little bit on that point? Right. The, the tax domicile of an individual and a corporation are a little bit different, especially because a corporation's home uh, is not necessarily where it wakes up in the morning, eats breakfast, has lunch, goes to work, and goes to bed. Uh, a corporation's home is a lot more of just where their headquarters are, where their main offices are, where their main branches of, of business are. And corporations are very flexible with the way that they can do that. Um, individuals aren't quite as flexible but fortunately with technology the way that it is, individuals are becoming almost as flexible as a corporation in their ability to control the locations where they operate. Okay, so this will be very, very interesting. Uh, we're going to pick up a little bit in the next episode that comes out next week. We're going to be talking about this concept of location independence and how we can achieve a little bit more privacy and apply this uh, this principle of vocation independence and privacy to the, the topic of tax domicile so that you can increase your tax flexibility and that way be a little bit more prepared for any local or state taxes that might be coming down the pipeline. So uh, Bill, I, I also want to mention that you just came out with a new product. It's a, I just got my hands on a 55-page guide on this state income tax. Uh, that we're talking about. So right. can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's called State Income Tax Optimization. And essentially it goes through and shows people exactly what they need to do in order to control their, their tax domicile and to have the control that they need to choose the tax domicile that they would prefer to have. Now, how much money can people save with this? 
if you look at your state income tax bill, uh, you know, whatever you pay each year in state income taxes, it can save you about that much. Yeah, because you could move to uh, Alaska or Florida or Nevada, some of these states right, that have no state income tax. Right, there's a handful of states kind of spread throughout the country conveniently um, that have no state income tax. Okay, so for those of you eager beavers who want to learn more about that uh, product, uh, you can find it at taxdomicile.howtovanish.com. Uh, and otherwise, you know, continue to listen to the other three episodes in this four-part series because we're going to go over some free tips on things that everybody can do in addition to the the higher order things like are contained in this report uh, for the people who are a lot more serious. So uh, thanks for this first episode, Bill. You've been listening to the 78th episode of the RunToGold.com podcast. Thanks for listening. Hi, it's Ian Gordon from LongWayGroup.com, and you're listening to Run to Gold.